Welcome back to Experience Eden on This Side of Heaven. I'm Jerry Lee Flores. And I'm Lissa Pina. Welcome to the second episode on our podcast entitled God's Eden Intention. So we're bringing it to the back to the very beginning in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Out of darkness, God created everything. So in studying for this one and really meditating on God's word, I just thought it was interesting to start literally at the beginning and Mm -hmm. the fact that God created out of darkness. It's really interesting because um, in our Lucifer podcast, we discussed the fact that Lucifer sin was actually the original, original sin. Mm -hmm. So sin existed before the Garden of Eden, which a lot of us are familiar with that being the fall or the original sin and just the symbolism of there being darkness before God created anything. And with the connection with darkness and sin, I just thought it was an interesting place to start. And I hadn't really pondered that before. Um, but in the creation story, for those of you that are not familiar, it does begin in the, in the first book of the Bible in Genesis. And in the very beginning, God created everything out of nothing in his awesome and infinite power. And each day of the first six days of creation, he created um, new and unique things. Mm-hmm. And after each day, he kind of sat back and he surveyed his work and he said something very interesting. After each day of creation, he said, it is good until the sixth day Hmm. when he formed the first man in his image. Uh, He named him Adam. He formed him out of dust and clay and earth and breathed life into him, into his nostrils. And that's what the name Adam actually means. It's like from the earth or from the dust. And upon creating Adam, God sat back and looked at the situation and thought, it is not good that man be alone. So in Genesis 2.18, he actually discusses that and says that it is not good for man to be alone, so I will make him a helpmate that is suitable for him. And in that moment, he decided not to create another man, but to create a woman. <laughs> it would Us be a, lovely the ladies. Perfect, <laughs> the perfect compliment to Adam. And uh, actually had Adam fall into a deep sleep and took a rib from him. And so woman is actually created of man, from man by God. And uh, Eve, her name means life or breath or life giving. And I just think it's such a beautiful image. And uh, Adam was so proud of her and so happy to have her and called her woman. Yeah, that's beautiful. So God made Adam and saw <laughs> that it was not good until he made him a helpmate. And then this union is now good. Why do you think God made Adam a helpmate? Or why do you think he needed a helpmate? Well, I think we get so caught up in what happens later in Mm -hmm. this situation uh, when sin is introduced into the Garden of Eden that we will miss something that's actually very subtle. But I think it's vitally important to understanding the entire Bible and Christianity uh, as a whole. Mm -hmm. And that is that we were created for relationship. Obviously, our first and foremost and prioritized relationship should be with God. Mm -hmm. But it's not really said and stated in a blatant way here. But Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to pause for a moment in this story and recognize that we are created to be in relationship. And so God created Adam and saw that it was not good Mm -hmm. that he was alone and created woman to be with him in relationship with him in the Garden of Eden. Awesome. So... It definitely makes sense why God deemed, you know, relationship with him and with each other just so important. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think his intention was in placing Adam and Eve in the garden with him? 
Um, I think when we think about Eden, uh, we think about a place, which is mm -hmm. fair. It was a place. It was um, known as a beautiful garden, a paradise. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of words used to describe Eden. Um, but interestingly, uh, one of the Hebrew translations of the word Eden is atmosphere. Hmm. And so when I did a little research of that, I'm a dork. I love, the, <laughs> I love the etymology of words. I think it helps us understand it better. And to be honest, until I researched it for this study, I hadn't heard that definition. So I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I nerd out on stuff like that. But um, it wasn't just a physical place. I think Eden has a much larger implication. Mm -hmm. And um, it really connects to the name of our podcast and why I want it um, to do an experiment, like as an experiment yeah. in experience. How mm -hmm. do we experience things and not just read it or comprehend it, but experience it? And so I believe that in the Garden of Eden, although it was a beautiful place, arguably it was designed in perfection mm -hmm. um, for God, and that was the intention, is that it's more than a place. It's meant to be a state of being. Yeah. So I believe that God intended it as a state of being in his presence, in the atmosphere of God. Um, now, as believers in 2021, we think about you know, inviting the presence of God. I want to be in the presence of God. Yes. And I believe that was God's intention was yeah. to be in a beautiful place. Yes. But more importantly, in relationship with him, in a state of being with him. And it says in the Bible that he dwelled among them. So mm -hmm. God's intention, the Eden intention was to dwell among his creation and be in relationship with them and to be in a state of this paradise and this perfection with us. Wow, so the thought of Eden just sounds amazing. Like how epic would it be to be in God's presence and just everything be so perfect? Oh, sounds epic. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Even just think about when you're in worship in church. Yeah. And you, you know, you feel that presence <sighs> and you're in the moment and you can, it's a I tangible feeling. Yeah. Yes. So imagine that as the Eden experience to, to be in God's presence, to feel it and to experience it. That to me is amazing. Yeah. It's so, it's so beautiful. And so I believe that that was God's intention. More, not just heaven and salvation. Obviously those are goals mm -hmm. and it's, it's desirable. But to experience life, the human life, in God's presence. Um, I think also we would be remiss if we didn't explain what we think Eden to also be. It's not just physically being in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. It is to be in the presence of God, but it's an invitation to holiness. Yes. It's an mm -hmm. invitation to be present with Him. But the goal is to be conformed to his image. So obviously you could be around someone's good and be doing evil. And yep. that's not experiencing good. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us, I think, to remember that um, God created this paradise to dwell among us as an invitation to holiness and righteousness. And to be one with him mm -hmm. in the garden and to enjoy that relationship. Um, you know, we can't be unequally yoked. Good and evil can't coexist yeah. within a person. Um, and that's the objective is holiness. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. So why was God's intention for Eden disrupted? Well, then we get back to sin. Mm -hmm. So um, as we discussed in our one of our previous episodes about Lucifer is that... Um, there is a separation there. Sin separates us from God. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, um, the devil, now known as Satan on earth, um, came to disrupt. And he destroyed that beautiful paradise in, even, in Eden by um, introducing sin. And it was just, it was such a, a catastrophic um, 
introduction mm-hmm. and um, that holiness that God invites us into and that that state of being in the presence of God was disrupted uh, when we disobeyed him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. that's a critical word mm-hmm. is disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, Genesis explains that God instructed Adam and Eve um, that they were to have dominion and domain over all his beautiful creation, but they had one rule. <laughs> Yeah, like we said, you have one. You had one job. <laughs> you have one job. It's so frustrating. <laughs> like we we all think we could do better, but yeah. the reality is we probably would have done the same yeah. thing. But um, what's interesting is um, they had one job, mm-hmm. and so this beautiful paradise that was freely given, we didn't deserve it. This beautiful paradise was given to us, but we were to enjoy it within boundaries. Mm-hmm. So this wonderful and amazing and loving and compassionate God gave us this beautiful paradise and literally gave us one parameter. And that parameter, although it sounds simple, that one thing, um, it was actually designed to keep us in relationship with him. And so uh, it was a big one. It was to not eat of the tree of knowledge of good Mm -hmm. and evil. And uh, so Adam and Eve had that one thing to do and um, they blew it because... (laughs) And it, again, it ties back into that first podcast we did mm-hmm. about Lucifer being in heaven and he desired to be God-like, mm-hmm. to um, be worshipped, to have power and adoration like God. Yep. And isn't it interesting that he tricked us, he manipulated Adam and Eve with the exact same sin? Mm-hmm. Sly little devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so sad because... Um, he knew it would work, mm-hmm. and he knew it's what got him separated from God yep. and cast out of heaven. And, um, you know, I was discussing this today with Ryder, my son, before um, before we got together. And out of the mouth of babes, the, my 12-year-old said something that was, because <laughs> he said, you know, Mom, eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it it's not so much the fruit. Obviously, there's a symbolic eating of the fruit, but it's mm-hmm. it's a consumption. Yep. We consumed evil. We desired. Now we have an appetite for evil. Mm. Once you taste something, Hmm. now you can develop an appetite for it. Yeah. You know, I have an appetite for potato chips. I didn't know I liked them until I ate them. So it's much bigger than, oh, was it an apple or a pomegranate or or what was the fruit? It's so much bigger than that. Yeah. It's tasting evil. Mm-hmm. It's tasting ungodliness that creates this desire and this appetite in us for more. Mm-hmm. And he was so funny. He cracked me up because he said, you know, Mom, once they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, now they had information. Mm-hmm. Now they knew the difference between good and evil. Yep. But what we, as even today in 2021, as followers of Christ, our goal now is to gain wisdom. Mm-hmm. So once we know the difference between good and evil, that's knowledge. Yep. Now we need to exercise wisdom mm-hmm. to not eat of evil, to not desire or consume evil. And he blew my mind when he said that today, and it was so profound, but it's so true. Yeah, he's so smart for his <laughs> own good. <laughs> I know. Oh, that is amazing. So yeah, now it's more of a choice. It's your choice. Do you want to go the good route or the evil route? You know, do you want to go ahead and follow God? Do you want to follow what's good or do you want to follow what's evil? And God gave us that choice in the beginning. You know, he gave us free reign to choose what we want to do and what we want to follow. 
why do you think he gave us that choice instead of just, you know, saying, you know, I want all of my people to choose me, 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 me. Like, we're, and why do you think he gave us a choice to choose whether we want to follow him or not to? That is the age old question. A lot of people, it comes down to free will. Yeah. So we all have the opportunity to exercise free will, which mm-hmm. is the opportunity to make our own choices. Yep. And to make our own decisions. And this one has been debated for thousands of years, and it will continue to be debated for thousands of years. Um, People have said things like, you know, maybe this is just a test. All of this life is just a test, or it's some experiment by God, or Mm. there's all of these theories. We'll we'll never know until God enlightens us um, on why. But... um, I think it's important to at least consider, um, again, going back to the concept of relationship. Mm. It's relational. Mm-hmm. So God didn't create robots and minions to just do his bidding. We're not foot soldiers for whatever God wants us to do. <laughs> we are designed to be in relationship with him. And to be in a truly loving and intimate relationship, it has to be a choice. Mm. Um so even for people who have not followed God or not attended church or not read the Bible, you under, you still understand a relationship. Um, one of the best markers or one of the best examples of this would be an intimate romantic relationship. Uh, we don't want to force people into a relationship with us. Right. Like, right. Love me. <laughs> that's stopping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. That's no. Not yeah. No, it's... Um, it's the pursuit of an intimate connection that is by choice. Yeah. And um, you want someone to want to be with you and yeah. to respect you and to love you. And that's what God wants. Mm-hmm. God loves us ultimately, but he wants us to love him back by choice. Yeah. And so this sin that occurred that enlightened Adam and Eve to the difference between good and evil um, that's what happened. They were given the opportunity now to say, okay, we're not just eating in a garden and hanging out with God and this is fun. Mm-hmm. Now they were given an opportunity to experience sin. Mm-hmm. And what God did was he separated them from him in that sin. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, arguably the Bible is, is 66 books of sin, redemption, mm-hmm. restoration, salvation, and the goal now is for us as human beings to obtain the knowledge and the facts and the mm-hmm. information contained in the Bible, but then also to use that information to grow wisdom, mm-hmm. scriptural wisdom, maturity, spiritual maturity and wisdom to now make better choices. And um, something we were discussing earlier is that uh, what's sad is that People who are given this information about good and evil and Mm -hmm. still choose to do evil with their free will, they're impacting God's children. Mm -hmm. So we have a unique set of challenges when we're surrounded with people who are not listening to God, who are not pursuing God. So our challenge becomes exponentially larger. It's not just, okay, Jerry Lee's pursuing God and I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm surrounded by people all day, every day who are not in that same pursuit with me. Mm-hmm. So now my, my job is amplified and, and exaggerated because now I don't even just have to focus on my choices because other people are introducing evil or sin around me and I have to fight that too. It's not just my own desires. Yeah. It's not just about us. It's the people around us. And the flip side, if you're doing you know bad things or evil, you're doing the same thing for the people around you. Exactly. You know, bad company corrupts good character and it's it's so Ooh, true that was good. i know that was good. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. 
has stuck with me for a while. And it's so true. Like who you surround yourself with and what you're doing, you always influence the people around you. Mm-hmm. And just on a, on a really large scale, mm-hmm. it breaks my heart to think that I would contribute to the destruction of God's intention in my life. Yes. Um, and the funny thing, and I, I think it was a Priscilla Schreier study that we did one time, and it was talking about um, what God says of us. Mm-hmm. We are beloved. We are mm-hmm. chosen. We are intric- intricately woven in our mother's womb by Him. We are created with the same intention and design for good mm-hmm. as the original creation. And it's amazing that God whispers these things over our life and he says, he gives us our identity, he gives us our worth. And oftentimes we don't believe it, mm-hmm. but the enemy does. Yep. Because when God created Adam and Eve, it threatened the enemy. Like we discussed in our Lucifer um, podcast was that um, God gave Adam and Eve this beautiful new creation, this world, and gave them dominion over it. And what happened? Mm-hmm that threatened the enemy, that yep. threatened the devil, and he became jealous, and he became angry, and so he sought to destroy He always it. does, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that um, he took the body of a serpent to do this, because mm-hmm. like a lot of sin, it's not blatant. Mm-hmm. It, he didn't come in roaring like a lion and stomping around like an elephant, making Big a lot of horns, <laughs> like everyone yeah. thinks. Yeah. <laughs> like Priscilla Schreier says, he's not in a red jumpsuit with a pitchfork. Yep. He slowly enters our life mm-hmm. like a serpent, quiet, mm-hmm. unassuming until he bites. Yep. And um, that is how sin is. Oftentimes it can creep into our lives without even really noticing. And then when it's in our face and we have a sudden choice to make, mm-hmm. if we have tasted sin in our lives, which most of us have, yep. if we've tasted sin in our life and we've got an appetite for it, um, the addictive type things, whether mm-hmm. it could be substance abuse, it could be um, anger for a lot mm-hmm. of people, feeling that rush of anger is mm-hmm. addicting. Um, pornography, sex, there's all of these things that if you've gotten an unhealthy taste of it, mm-hmm. it, it creates an appetite and it can destroy you, literally rot you from the inside out. And so I love that image of God in the Garden of Eden, this beautiful place that he created to be with us. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting when I'm in church and I'm worshiping and I feel the tangible that that energy that feeling of yes, the presence of God. Amazing. You can't sin like that. <laughs> like, <come> yeah, <laughs> you can't sin in that moment. So it's inviting that presence to yeah. surround you, mm-hmm. and by doing that. Um, that invitation to holiness that God gives us, if we accept that invitation and now we surround ourselves um, with godly things, yeah. whether it could be godly friends, like you said, the company mm-hmm. you keep or the music we listen to or the TV we watch or, you know, on a Friday night, do we go out out into the world or do we schedule a Friday night Bible study? It's, it really has a lot to do with us. Yeah. And so to piggyback on the beginning of, of our, our discussion today and the word that we used, God's Eden intention, mm-hmm. God created Eden and humans with a divine intention. So if we want to maintain 
holiness. And if we want to stay in the presence of God, then we need to have intention. Yeah, and we need to choose it. Like, I like what Michael Todd has said, too. It's just like, it's not that it's so wrong to watch a certain movie or a certain thing, but what are you doing more of? What, you know, what Amen. music are you listening more to? Is it the mm-hmm. music of this world or is it worship music? You know, what are you, um, when you're out socially, what are you doing more of? You know, are you filling your mind more with scripture or more with things of the world? And that's how, you know, it kind of shapes your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think um, for me, so I'm 42. So I've experienced a lot of life. And ex- exactly like you said, as you get closer to God, you get further from the world. Mm-hmm. As you pursue holiness, as you pursue righteousness, you lose your taste for sin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even an intentional thing at that point, because if your intention is on holiness and pursuing God... You cannot have an, an intention for sin. Yeah, and you recognize it so much more. Mm-hmm. I know, it's crazy. I, and it's really cool when it happens. If you're like, oh, I don't want to do that right now. Oh, I used to like to do that two years ago. Yeah. I really have no desire now. <laughs> Who am you know? I? What? This it's is like, awesome. Right, yeah. it's like cutting out salt or sugar. Like it's miserable for the beginning and then yeah. your, your palate changes. Right? <laughs> you know, you change, your taste change. Yes. But not without the original intention to pursue God and to mm-hmm. be in a relationship with God. And then another thing that I think we need to touch on, what's really important is that, so we've discussed God's intention mm-hmm. and the enemy and sin and all of those things, but it's really important to discuss um, disobedience mm. because, yes. you know, I, again, we like to think if we had one rule, God, we could do that. Like we have so many yeah, rules, easy. but if we had one, if we had one, we would. <laughs> but, but it's an overarching theme because really that one sin disobedience Mm -hmm. and you can break it down further and say well you know satan whispered to them okay well if you eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil then you'll be Mm godlike you'll you'll know what god knows Mm -hmm. so arguably that that sin was that desire to be godlike and to have the information and the knowledge that god has but before we even got there the sin was disobedience Mm -hmm. so if you read the bible and you read what we are supposed to be doing and the commands that God gives us and mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit and the kinds of things that godly people will possess, the, the character traits, the behaviors. When you disobey that, when you go against that, you're in sin. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the Bible clearly lists a lot of sin, but there's a lot of sin that is not in the Bible, too. Yeah. Because it's in disobedience to God's model. Mm-hmm. And God's model is righteousness and compassion and love and self-control and mm-hmm. all of these beautiful, beautiful character traits. But when we disobey God, we go against that those commands to, to be those things, to embody those characteristics. And I think oftentimes we don't think of it like that. Yeah, definitely. And obedience kind of sometimes has a like a negative connotation. Like we don't we, we don't want to be obedient. Like we just in our flesh, we have this desire to do the thing that we were told not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible. We want it our way. <laughs> yeah, we think we know better. Or yeah. we think we are so good that we don't have to follow that rule. Mm-hmm. Because rules are for people who aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's really dangerous. And, and sometimes we're in more danger as children of God because we can become self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Or think that um, we know better or because we're so close to God that we can be forgiven. Um, I think that's another important point is that, um, yes, the Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. But again... 
grace, God's grace and forgiveness is not a hall pass for evil or wickedness. Mm-hmm. It's, an, again, an invitation to holiness. Yes. So being in relationship with God and accepting the invitation into his kingdom and as a productive child and as a member of his kingdom, we're being invited into holiness. And it's just so important that we accept that invitation with intention, mm-hmm. that we lovingly accept his grace and lovingly accept the, re- the restoration and redemption of Jesus Christ but then the responsibility of that is to act out obedience and to act out holiness. And until we pursue God um, and His His unbelievably awesome power of self-control, um, we'll never be able to be obedient on our own. Yeah, and I just, from my experience, just for him, from Him saving me and just saving my soul from, you know, so much darkness, once you realize and get a taste of that and how much He can transform you li- your life, it's like you just want to do everything that pleases Him. You want to step out in that. You want to, you know, be able to give a tiny little fraction of what He's done for you back to Him. Mm-hmm. And But that is, it's a choice. And it's so easy to fall back into our flesh and forget that which is why we like you said we have to be so intentional with it exactly exactly and i want to honor god's intention mm-hmm. you know uh anytime someone does night something nice for you or something good for you especially if you don't feel like you deserve it you know mm-hmm. even even just here on earth you know somebody gives you a great birthday party or someone does something really wonderful for you you want to honor that yeah and show them gratitude And I think sometimes we don't consider um, all the things that God has done for us with such great loving intention. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to honor that intention. I want to honor that gift that he's given us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in closing, um, what's really important for us to remember is that um, regardless of the origin, Mm -hmm. regardless of the type of sin, uh, regardless of the motive, regardless of where the temptation comes from, um, regardless of all of those factors, the ultimate result of sin is separation from God. Mm. And I can tell you that once you've experienced um, the presence of God, like in those worship moments, or in the joy you experience uh, as you as you experience a gift from God, um, I don't ever want to lose that feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be separated from Him. No. And in a, in a study that we're doing right now on Jude, um, it has discussed at length that um, if you reject God, mm-hmm. now once you know Him, now once you're in relationship with Him and you're studying His Word, and you're not pursuing holiness, or you're giving yourself over to the sinful appetite, mm-hmm. you are in essence rejecting Him. Mm-hmm. You're rejecting God. And after many, many times of rejection, he will give you over to your ungodly desires. <sighs> Terrifies me. Me too. Please don't like, let go of me, God. Dude, yeah. I'm so thankful he hasn't given up on me. It's but terrible. I don't, yeah, I don't want to even have to put God in that position to want to give me up, you know? Yeah. That's scary. It I mean, it's scary. It's like the worst breakup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, go back, we go back to talking about relationships, but yeah, you want, when you love someone and mm-hmm. you want to pursue that intimacy and that, um, the return of that love, it's terrifying to think that if you reject him and his ways and you're disobedient, that he would give you over to your selfish desires. Remember, yeah. he's not punishing you. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. He's yeah. giving you over to what you've rejected him mm-hmm. for. 
whatever that may be. It could be addiction, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, that's a terrifying concept for me. Yeah. And so the, just studying this um, and really meditating on this and contemplating this, uh, it's really important that we remember that sin in any shape or form mm-hmm. is really just separating us from God and and destroying our opportunity to be in the presence of God and remain in the presence and to dwell with Him. Um, so I want to share with you guys that Lisa and I have prayed about this so much and we've thought about this so much that we named this podcast Experience Eden on this side of heaven for a reason. We want everyone to experience that Eden intention here now. Um, just because it was disrupted and corrupted does not mean we cannot experience the dwelling with God, the being in presence and being in relationship with God. Um, so we really prayed on this name mm-hmm. and we thought about it at length and we really want you to be in relationship with God and to experience what he intended in Eden now today, 2021, <laughs> after the year that we've had in 2020 and all of the sin that we've tasted. Mm-hmm. All of the things that we've gotten an appetite for over our lives, all the all the wrongs and injustices that have been done to us, mm-hmm. we can still experience Eden as long as we pursue God and relationship and choose Him. Yep, exactly. As long as we're doing with that with intention, like we talked about, and really want that relationship with Him, we'll experience Eden on this side of heaven. Shall we pray? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this time together. And we ask that everyone within the sound of our voice, Father, that they hear the words that you've given us today, that it speak to their heart, that it encourage them and inspire them to pursue you, Lord. We want to honor your intention. We want to honor the gifts that you've given us. We want everyone to experience Eden on this side of heaven. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us. Thank you for the love and the compassion, the restoration the salvation that is waiting for us, Lord, thank you. Help us to experience Eden on this side of heaven, Lord, what you intended with such great love. We ask that we may be in your presence. Come near to us, God. Seek us so that we may seek you. We give you all glory and honor and praise and gratitude for the Eden that you intended, Lord. May we experience it today. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.